This episode is brought to you by Dr. Squatch. When your personal care routine needs a refresh, Dr. Squatch is here to help. They have high-performing natural products with no harmful ingredients that'll have you looking and smelling your best. Like the Bay Rum Soap and Deodorant. It smells delightfully spicy. And right now, they have an amazing offer for new customers. Get 20% off your first purchase of any amount or a subscription order by going to drsquatch.com slash Spotify or use the code Spotify at checkout. How to Tackle Weeds Organically, an easy-to-follow guide with me, Alan Titchmarsh. Gardeners are obsessed with weeds. I think it's easy to see why. They compete with the plants we love, they appear in every available nook and cranny, and they interfere with the beauty of our carefully planned designs of beds and borders. It's a battle, sometimes a full-on charge, other times with stealth. In this Gardener's World magazine tea break tutorial, I'm going to train you to be part of the gardening SAS. You'll learn techniques that'll equip you to become an elite warrior against weeds, all without the use of chemicals. I'm going to talk about organic ways to keep on top of plant invaders. Alternatives to spraying willy-nilly with noxious fluids that can have a damaging effect on our environment and upset the balance of nature. So, attention, grab your kit bags and let's head to the training ground. Know your enemy. What are weeds? Well, the definition of a weed is a plant growing where it's not wanted, a rose in the cabbage patch. But to most of us, a weed is the name we give to any British wildflower, mainly the ugly ones, that invade our beds and borders. Now, native wildflowers have a place in the garden. They're very good for our native insects. But then exotic plants, strangely enough, are utilised by our native insects as well. So don't think that to get British native wildlife, you must have native wildflowers. They are not essential. But can you have a few British natives and get rid of the ones you don't like? Or just learn a bit of tolerance? Well, Perhaps a wildflower area in a corner of your garden. Even a patch of nettles in a sunny spot, because nettles are the food plant of many British butterflies. But the challenge for us organic gardeners, and I've been one for almost 40 years now, is to control weeds without resorting to chemical weed killers, as gardeners used to in days gone by. Why? Well, if we start spraying chemicals about... We don't know what's lingering in the earth and affecting other forms of life. We interfere with the natural cycle of things. Every plant and every insect has its place in the great order of things. It's a large circle. There's that famous old rhyme of larger fleas have smaller fleas upon their backs to bite them. Smaller fleas have even smaller fleas and so on ad infinitum. If you take one link out in that chain, it falls apart. And if you can keep the whole chain going and still have a good garden, it strikes me that that's far more acceptable. 
Without the green fly to feed on, what would the hoverflies, the wasps and the ladybirds do? Just a thought, you know. It's made me garden in a different way, but it's also made my garden, I think, a friendlier place to be, both for me and the wildlife that comes here. I tend not to get epidemics. After a few years of being an organic gardener, you will notice a kind of balance being achieved. You won't get it overnight. If you've always sprayed to control a particular pest, that pest will come back. But then after a while, you'll find that natural predators come in, things like wasps and hoverflies. People forget that wasps have a role to play in the garden, as well as being an irritant in late summer. They eat so many green fly and other pestilential insects that to do without them, we'd notice the difference. Now, there are different kinds of weeds. On the veg plot, it's usually the annual weeds that are a problem. This is a soil that's cultivated quite regularly throughout the year. So the self-seeding weeds like groundsel and chickweed and other annuals grow rapidly. In beds and borders, it's perennial weeds that are a problem, the thick-rooted ones like ground elder and convolvulus or bindweed that get in and among our plants and are the very devil to shift. You can't fight all the weeds all the time. You have to pick your battles. In this podcast, I'm going to talk you through some tips for weeds in common problem areas, not lawns. I'm going to devote an entire podcast to lawn care in its own right. First off, let's get kitted out. What are the key tools and materials you need to tackle weeds? Well, when it comes to annuals, A good hoe, a sharp Dutch hoe, is important because on the veg patch where annual weeds are a particular problem, things are grown in rows. It makes it easier to keep down annual weeds simply by skimming a hoe between the rows. You can tell when something is a seedling of a weed if it comes up in between rows of sown seeds, radishes, lettuces and the like. If it's coming up between the rows, it's a weed. You can skim it off. And the important thing to do is to skim, not dig. Run your hoe across the surface, preferably in dry weather, severing the roots from the top growth. And the top growth and the roots will both then just die off in the sun. That's the easiest thing to do there. Sharpen your hoe regularly with a file to make sure that it's effective at doing this severing of the top from the bottom. In smaller, more confined areas where plants are not growing in rows, a little hand fork is handy for digging out little weeds, but you can also pull them by hand. Annual weeds like groundsel are very easy and deeply satisfying to pull up and put on the compost heap. That's the great thing about annuals. You can put them on the compost heap preferably before they seed, but if they're mixed with everything else, the heat will kill out the seeds anyway. Thick-rooted weeds, don't put them on the compost heap. The chances are bits of root will survive and you'll start spreading them all over the garden. If you have a piece of ground you want to bring into cultivation, then smothering it with a layer of something or other to keep out the light and leaving it in place for a good year will often kill out the weed growth. Black polythene, Weed-suppressing membrane, old carpets, weighted down with bricks and laid along the soil. But the trouble is you've got to look at the blessed stuff for about a year. It's a real pain. It will work if you're lazy and you don't mind what you're looking at. But for me, well, I like to tackle it rather more rapidly than that. 
if you've got a patch of ground that you know you want to make beds and borders in, but you're not going to get around to it for a while, just mow it. Mow whatever comes up. Loads and loads of weeds are not capable of growing in a lawn. They don't like being regularly cut. And a lawnmower just run over a brand new garden, for instance, where you've got a lot of work to do in the house before you get onto the garden. Just keep mowing whatever comes up. You'll find you produce some kind of a lawn. And a lot of weeds, convolvulus, bindweed, and ground elder, they don't grow in lawns that are regularly mown. You'll help kill them out before you get round to making that garden. If you've got an allotment, some allotment sites don't allow you to use old carpets and weed-suppressing membrane. So take my tip and just keep mowing what comes up until you get round to cultivating that particular part of your plot. If you've got weeds coming up in paths and drives, you know, a kettle of boiling water will often do the trick. Poured on the weeds, away from other plants that are cultivated, obviously. But on gravel paths, a kettle of boiling water works a bit of magic. In beds and borders, the secret is to have good, rich soil that's been enriched with well-rotted compost or manure or even leaf mould, and then to plant closely. Don't leave great swathes of grey earth between your plants. Plant them only a foot apart. They'll quickly grow into one another, and there'll be very little room left for weeds to infect. Close planting is the answer. You can find links to online resources on our podcast pages about all these topics of our Gardener's World magazine Tea Break Tutorials. These include advice on fighting weeds and on organic gardening. There are so many alien invaders in our plots, they could have a podcast series of their own. So finally today, I'm going to talk about how to tackle some of the weeds on the gardener's most wanted list, or rather, least wanted list. Bring in the usual suspects. Let's tackle the one that is perhaps the most irritating first. Bindweed. Convolvulus also known as devil's guts. And if you dig it up, you'll see why. Thick, knotted, twining white roots that seem to get everywhere. It is a problem weed. When you're clearing a piece of ground before you plant it up, try and get as much of the root out as you possibly can without breaking it into small pieces. Easy to say, more difficult to do. Then plant up your border when you've enriched the soil, plant it closely, and you will help to smother it out. It will always find a way of legging it up plant stems. But for me, regular pulling does keep on top of it. And there's a great deal of satisfaction to be had in spotting, oh, look, there it is. It's growing up that delphinium. Let's get it down and pull it out. It's something we call gardening. Horsetail or mare's tail looks like little Christmas trees. It has extraordinarily deep roots. They found them in coal mines but it does respond to regular pulling and even hoeing. But you do have to keep at it for a long time. Again, get out as many of the roots as you can when you're cultivating a new patch of ground, but then keep on pulling. And it is easy to pull out those top growths. Ground elder is another problem, another one with thick white roots, but you can fork out those roots, just keep pulling and pulling and pulling. I thought you said, Alan, you were going to give us solutions. It seems to me that all you're saying is pull them out. Yeah, but the more you pull and the more you hoe, the more you will reduce them and they'll become less of a problem as the months go by. You'll seldom get rid of them completely, but they will become much less of a problem. Groundsel is easy to pull, 
do it quickly along with those annual weeds before it seeds, remembering that age-old saying, one year's seed, seven years weed. Stinging nettles? Have a patch in a corner for the butterfly caterpillars to grow on. Other than that, fork them out and pull those roots out as much as you can. My Titchmarsh's trade secret is really to keep on top of them. Don't wait until they've really taken over before you tackle them. Tackled a little at a time, you'll find that your beds and borders aren't nearly such big problem areas as you thought. And as I say, do remember, when you are pulling weeds out, I'm afraid it's just called gardening. That's it for today. Good luck tackling your weeds and remember a little and often. It's the best approach to keeping them at bay. But don't get obsessed. What's most important is that organic gardening always involves a little compromise with a bit of give and take. It's all worth it to preserve the wildlife we love and the balance of nature all around us. Till the next time, whatever the weather, enjoy your garden. You've been listening to Tea Break Tutorials with me, Alan Titchmarsh, produced by Lucy Ditchmont for BBC Gardener's World magazine. 